Have you previously given birth in the hospital and wonder whether home birth is right for you? Are you wondering what a home birth is like and how to prepare for one? Stephanie Precord, mother of four and author of AdventuresInBabyWearing.com, joins the Bellies to Birthcast to discuss her decision to break up with her OB in favor of a midwife-assisted home birth late in her fourth pregnancy, despite having had three positive hospital births. Welcome to Bellies to Birthcast, available whenever and wherever you want at GivingBirthNaturally.com, the evidence-based guide to giving birth naturally. Our expert interviews, helpful tips, and inspirational stories will guide you through the pinnacles and pitfalls of pregnancy and childbirth so you can make informed decisions for your family. I'm your host, Katherine Beyer. You are listening to the Bellies to Birthcast for the week of November 24th. Me welcome. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. Thank you. Now, could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I have uh, I have three sons that are um, seven, six, and three, and um, they I had all hospital births with them, and they were pleasant experiences. But they, um, it's I don't know, like I when making our birth plan for our fourth baby. Uh, there's many things that we don't do in the hospital, and so we had to make out our birth plan. And as we were going over it, we were thinking, why are we doing this in the hospital? And so we, because we're more natural and do so many things more natural, we really wanted to try the home birth. Mm-hmm. And what were some of the things you were trying to avoid? Um, well, we definitely wanted to avoid, uh, avoid um, like, pain medication and um, having to stay in the bed the whole time and having the fetal monitor on us. And we also wanted to avoid... Um, many things after birth, like we didn't want to do most of the procedures they do after the baby's born, um, like vaccination and vitamin K and the eye thing and um, pretty much all the medical things. <laughs> um, and although they were really good with my last birth, we, we were able to do everything natural with our last birth. Um, it's still so medical, and we... We really just wanted to avoid that altogether. Right, and you were finding that in your case, you don't need the whole hospital ride. Right. dropping out of most of it. Yeah, it didn't make sense. <laughs> we were just basically using their facility and then leaving. However, I wanted, you know, I felt like this time around, I wanted the whole entire environment to be, um, to go along with our wishes. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have problems with your first three and having your wishes followed? Um, no, but except in um our last uh, with my first two i i wasn't as aware um about things and as informed about things um but my third like i never had the epidural or anything but i did have like an iv with fatal with the two, first two and um i kind of followed whatever the nurses said to do but with my third um it was really important for me to not have an iv and i did not want any pitocin um but after the baby was born um, when I was delivering the placenta, because I didn't have an IV, they shot me in the leg with Pitocin without my consent, and I did not like that. And they they wouldn't let me deliver the placenta on my own. And also my doctor was not agreeable to waiting to cut the cord. And those were things that I just didn't want to have to deal with with this last one. And I have to say, it was so important for me to birth my own placenta. <laughs> 
I really didn't want to have to go through all that. Right, especially when there's no reason, when they're just exactly. saying no. Yeah. And definitely when the research doesn't support that that's a good position to have. Yeah. We've talked about avoiding interventions. Uh, were there any other reasons you chose to birth at home with your daughter? Um, I had a feeling that this was going to be my last birth, and it was just a huge desire for me to have a home birth um, because a lot of a lot of women I talk to love being they love the like few days that they're away from home when they're in the hospital after having a baby because they think it's a break and whatever. I never liked that at all. And actually, when we had originally planned on having this baby in a hospital, I had already discussed with it, my OB and the pediatrician that I would leave immediately after the baby was born if everything was okay because I just did not want to be in the hospital. And I just wanted that home environment. And I, even though I didn't know everything to expect, I just knew that it would be um, everything I'm about. And I just, I had it made up in my mind that it would be a wonderful experience, and it was. <laughs> now, you had said that between your first two sons and your third son, in the beginning you had gone along with the nurses and kind of listened to what they said. What changed between those two first children and your third son? Um, my oldest son um, had a rare form of epilepsy that started when he was two and a half. And when that began, we started questioning everything. And we that was when we learned about um, the dangers of vaccinations and the um, they both both my sons showed reactions to vaccines and um, when researching his type of epilepsy many of the parents with the same syndrome that he had we all linked that back to possible vaccine reaction and so once we got started on that road it led to so many things we started living a much more natural lifestyle and um, my son did not respond well to medication for his epilepsy. And so um, he was actually seizure-free by a diet, by the ketogenic diet. So, And it was no medication or anything. And so by going that natural route and seeing how many things we could do through diet and just living more healthy and more naturally, it, it basically led us on this long path of finally when we got pregnant again, we wanted to do everything absolutely different than we had done before, partly because we wanted to not risk, you know, whatever might have caused the epilepsy in our first son, but to do everything as safe as we could. And um, we just were so much more informed about everything. And it really led us led us there. And so this, when we had our third son, we did everything all naturally. And we, I really, that was when I began doing a more like attachment parenting style, really living more naturally and, and doing everything more naturally. And um, seeing a natural doctor instead of uh, always seeing a pediatrician and basically all those sorts of things. <laughs> it sounds like you that was really the catalyst that showed you that there are different options. Yes. It's not just, you know, what's presented is what you have to go with. Right. We definitely learned because we had firsthand experience of um, having what we felt we were like almost betrayed by our doctors, our medical doctors, because of everything we went through with our son, we, we were actually, our eyes were open that they don't know everything. And we ended up, you know, finding, a, helping cure our son on our own. And it really opened our eyes to a lot of things that, you know, maybe they don't, 
I, I mean, I really do feel like often those most doctors have people people's best interests in mind. They want to help people, but I don't think they always um, they don't know best. And you know, they they're so quick to um, shut down any natural methods. I mean, our when we wanted to do this diet for our son, that we were basically laughed at, and then. Within four days on that diet, he was seizure-free. And so that showed us that the doctors are not always right. And from then on, we went with our own intuition, our own gut, before we would trust, we put all our trust into just a doctor. All right. I think you just hit on a, a huge point that doctors are people. Right. They're human. They're not all-knowing. They make mistakes. Exactly. But they also, they also know what they've been taught. So if right. they've only been taught a certain viewpoint, a certain model, it doesn't mean that that's the only way or that it's always the best way. Right. Now, you just talked a little bit about your journey to a more natural approach, and you indicated that you actually ended up changing providers once you decided to have a home birth. So right. can you tell us a little bit about that breakup, how you handled switching from the OB you had to a midwife? I was really nervous to switch. Um, actually, when we got pregnant, um, it was our original plan to have a home birth, and I, I got, re- I had really, really bad morning sickness, and I ended up in the hospital with dehydration. And during that time, we we started um, considering some financial things, and we had our. It's unfortunate that our insurance would pay so much for the birth that it would be cheaper for us to just go through insurance than have a home birth. But um, And so at that time, and with me being sick in the hospital and needing, um, I had to say who my OB was. And at that time, I really hadn't decided yet if we would officially be going home birth. So I just named my old OB. And so I ended up having to go to him for my follow-up. And I just decided then that maybe we'll just go ahead with the hospital birth. And as we went along, I... I felt okay with it, but I was trying to convince myself that that was the best decision. I was thinking of financial terms and and whatnot, but all you know, deep down, it wasn't what I really wanted to do. And when we got farther along in the pregnancy and we're really starting to work on our birth plan, it just did not make sense for us to have the baby at a hospital. And especially when I was so really wanting to to be able to birth my placenta on my own and and do absolutely everything natural, it, it, I just started to realize it probably wasn't going to go exactly how I wanted it to be. And I felt like it should go um, according to my wishes. So we decided that maybe we should just go with a home birth. And what I did was I called the midwife that I had originally wanted, and I called her first to see if she even had availability to still be my midwife and she was she was excited and she actually said she had a feeling I'd be calling her back and then it was very important for me to not just stop seeing my OB but I wanted to go in and talk to him in person because it it was just really important to me that I did everything really right I don't think I would have felt right in my heart if I just ditched him and I just felt like I needed to end it properly and so I made an appointment to speak with him and I met with him in his office, and I was so nervous. But um, I basically just told him my feelings, and I wanted him to know that I was making this decision completely based on my own wishes, and it had nothing to do with 
him offending me or doing anything that made me upset and wanting to leave him. It was basically completely my wishes and what I really wanted to do. And I had told him originally that I wanted a home birth in the beginning. So he he had known that I was wanting to go that way, but then it switched. So he was disappointed, and he did want to caution me. And he tried to name off all the midwives in our area that I might be seeing because it's technically not legal in my state to have a home birth attended by a midwife. Um, so I he I didn't tell him who my midwife was, and um, he he just said he did admit that I have a very low risk. Um, and so, you know, I was probably going to be okay, but he was just nervous and he thought it was so dangerous and, you know, tried to talk me out of it a little, but I, I stopped him quickly and explained to him that he wasn't going to change my mind. And, and he just said, well, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree. And I said, yes, I like that answer. (laughs) Sounds fine with me. Exactly. Right. And so he was not aware either that, um, in your state, certified nurse midwives are legal? Um, but I wasn't seeing a CNM. Right. And there are very, there are very, very few right. um, yeah. in the state. So I, knew- and you know what? I think um, I think he probably was aware, but I think he was probably trying to scare me. <laughs> it, which is really unfortunate. Yeah. And he, you know, he just kept saying how dangerous it was. And um, I, you know, I'd done research. I'd watched Business of Being Born. I've, you know kind of seen quite a bit about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and I don't think he's ever attended a home birth, so. Right. It it would be surprising if he had. Right. It's just really unfortunate that your story is is pretty typical. Right. um, The misinformation that that most obstetricians do have on the real safety of home birth and just that spreading of misinformation that it's fear-mongering. Exactly. But I was really confident, and I knew that, you know, I wanted him to know, you know, I, I want, and he did say he appreciated me coming in and telling him, um, which I was glad. Um, I know he wasn't happy because he was losing a patient and he was losing money, but, um, you know, it, it made me feel better, and I hope that it made him feel better rather than me just not seeing him ever again. Mm-hmm. Him wondering yeah. where he went. Yeah. Now, did you encounter any other challenges? In terms of switching to your midwife at your stage of pregnancy, you um, mentioned insurance earlier. Did that continue to be a problem? Um, you know what? We just didn't. We haven't. We didn't even try to go through insurance. So we we're ended up. You know, we it's financially ended up being like kind of equal because of me switching so late in the pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So um, we haven't encountered any problems now. My only uh, the only thing is I just have to get her birth certificate. Um, and I haven't tried to do that yet. I'm hoping that's not any problems, but because um, she just turned one month. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Ivy! <laughs> now, in terms of securing backup support, it doesn't sound like your old OB stayed on as your backup provider. Were you able to secure a backup person? Um, well, actually, he did say that. Um, well, and when we had talked, and I said I want, I was important to me that we maintain a good relationship um even though I was switching to a home birth and he said he he was glad to be there for me if I needed anything and so in my eyes I took that as if I did have to end up going to the hospital I'm pretty sure he would have been glad to be there for me um I'm sure I probably would have had some attitude or something but um 
I, did. I told you so would have been in order. Yeah, probably. Um, but um, I don't know. I would have thought that was immature. <laughs> but it, it would have been. Yeah. Um, but that was that was also another reason why I wanted to have make sure he was aware and informed of what my my plans had changed to, and you know, and so that would have been kind of a backup. But we didn't discuss that really in full. What role did your husband play in your decision to have a home birth? Was he supportive from the beginning? Yeah, he was. Um, at the beginning, um, he uh, he had seen business. Of, oh, he wasn't until he saw the business of being born. Um, after he saw that, he felt much more comfortable about it. And, um, you know, we both agreed that it just made so much more sense to have our baby at home. Um, we just didn't, you know, we felt like the hospital would be for an emergency and that a birth isn't necessarily always an emergency. Um, and so he was very supportive because we both were were on the same page in everything uh, with all our decisions for our health care and everything. So um, he was very excited for it. And it sounds like some of that path was paved together as you were going through your older son's illness. Exactly. Doing some research and, and seeing what options you really did have. Right. I'm really grateful. I think that's like um, a huge important thing is that we both are in agreement at all times. It made it very pleasant. Um, if he hadn't been in agreement and just said, okay, fine, go ahead with the home birth, but I'm not supportive, I probably wouldn't have done it because then the whole like environment around it wouldn't have been what I wanted. Um, but because he was so supportive with me and we both were on the same page, I think that that made a, a huge impact on the decision to do a home birth. Did he feel more involved with this pregnancy and this birth than with the other ones, having her being born at home? Um, I think he was really involved for all of them. Um, I like to birth kind of alone, so I don't really get him that involved. Um, I really just tell people when I'm ready to push. <laughs> That's just my way of being, you know, wanting to do it. But I think it just seemed so bright for us to do it this way. And I feel like he was equally involved with all of them, that our location didn't matter that much. But I would have to say afterwards, after the baby was born, and all those moments right after where we were just laying in bed and that our children can come and crawl in bed with us and not having, being in a hospital setting and not having all these other strange people working around us, that was that was really amazing. And that was really neat to you know, because usually he would have to leave and go home. And so this way, it was really neat how we could be involved from the very beginning through the end and even afterwards. How did your boys react to their new sister? They, they've they still not left her alone. <laughs> they love her so much and they give her so much attention. And it was it was so neat because just we had her during the night, so they were in the next room sleeping. And um, my middle son got up during the night to go to the bathroom, and my husband went in and asked him if he wanted to come see his sister, and he crawled in bed with us and was just making over her, and it was just, it was so wonderful because in the hospital, it would have been just completely different. And and one thing that I always, I always dreaded when I went in the hospital was leaving my kids um, for a couple days, and they always, I was always apart from them, and so when I saw them, they always seemed so big to me, and they seemed so much older. And the way we did it this time, I never was separated from them. 
and I I didn't have that feeling, and it just felt it was it was really nice. <laughs> now, tell us a little bit about your prenatal preparation and care. You indicated that you had first interviewed at least one midwife and explored that option before you thought maybe the hospital birth would be right. Right. Um, but as you came back, what were some of the factors that drew you to this particular midwife that you chose? Um, well, we have a, a natural, um, kind of like a natural parenting group in my uh, area um, that meets monthly, and we also have a web group. And I had attended it um, through my birth with my third son, and there was a midwife that attended that I just really liked. She reminded me a lot of Ina May, and she was very like the old school midwife, and that was the type of midwife I wanted. I really didn't want to have one that was more medically trained because mm-hmm. um, I wanted to do everything as natural as possible and just more just how it was supposed to be done. And so she was someone I always had in mind even when I was pregnant with my third and knew I was doing a hospital birth at that time because I just wasn't, at that time I, I hadn't made it that far in my education and, and information to really feel comfortable having a home birth. Um but when I got pregnant this time around, I just immediately thought she would be my midwife. And so um, she was who I always had in mind. And so I felt like she was a friend and someone I just really um, trusted. And she she was so experienced. Um, Ivy was her, she was baby number 1631. So, you know, she'd, she'd been, I just felt in my mind that, Anything can be thrown at her, any complication or anything, and she would know exactly what to do. And so that played, I mean, I just kind of like in my mind, she was exactly who I wanted to go to. Now, how did your relationship with your midwife differ from the relationship you had with your OB? Well, I was amazed from even just my first midwife appointment how much I learned. Even though I was on my fourth pregnancy, I learned things I never knew, um, I'd never known before about just so many different things. And our my midwife appointments usually lasted about two hours. And my OB appointments, I mean, two minutes. were t- at 10 minutes tops. I mean, I have to say that it was always wonderful. I never had to wait in my OB's waiting room. He was always very, like if I had to wait five minutes, that was, was long. Um, but then he also maybe was in the room with me 10 minutes. Um, it was always just checking, are you okay? And then you leave. And I had never known, um, you know, she explained absolutely everything she was doing to me. And it was neat because if my kids were here, they got to learn too. And so they would walk around with their stethoscope and say they were Miss Linda and they were a midwife. And, you know, it was just, it was such a learning experience. Um, and it just seemed, I don't know, it was just, it it didn't even feel like it didn't feel medical in any way, and it just felt like um, so natural. I can't even think of another word. <laughs> One of the nicest things about that is it is possible to have that kind of relationship and that kind of approach, and still have the safety that you would have in a hospital. Yeah, you're not. It's it doesn't have to be one or the other. They can both exist in the same place. Right. As you started planning your home birth, did you encounter any resistance from any friends or family members to your decision? Well, I had bought the Business of Being Born DVD because I thought that might be the best way to prepare our family. I thought that it was a great movie in the sense that it was, you know, easy to watch and it didn't seem so um, documentary-ish, but it was really entertaining and engaging. And so we 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 uh, had our family watch that that movie. 
and um, it really made them understand a little bit better because I think at first um, they, you know, had what a lot of people assume is that if they have a scary thought and they think, is that dangerous, is that safe? You know, I don't think they knew. I think they thought, is that going to be messy? You know, Mm -hmm. they, they really didn't know what to think about it because they'd never known anybody that had a home birth. Um, but after they watched that movie, um, both my in-laws and my parents said, um, I don't know why you would ever want to go to a hospital. <laughs> you know, they, they it really made sense to them, especially since they know I had always had really easy births and I'd always done really well in labor. And so, you know, I'm low risk. So it just it just made sense for me to try it. Right. The hospital's kind of overkill. Right. You know, for most low-risk mothers. Most of the interventions available are just not needed. Right. And I think, and they understood, you know, they learned a lot from, you know, just our journey to have a home birth. But they understood that most of the dangers in your delivery are caused by interventions in the first place, you know. Um, And so usually what leads to an emergency C-section or whatever um, wouldn't even be offered here in home because I wouldn't be inducing or, or trying an epidural or anything that might lead to distress that leads to, you know, all that stuff. Right, that that cascade of interventions we talk about that yeah. can start with, you know, a simple IV just in case. Right. Did you have a formal emergency plan in place in case a transfer was necessary? We live, if it's one mile or like 1.2 miles from the hospital, so we're very close to the hospital, and we just plan, you know, to have the car ready if we if we needed to go, or obviously we could call nine one one. But you'd probably make it there sooner. Right, exactly. <laughs> Did you talk about any specific scenarios that would mean an automatic transfer? Yes. Um, well, my midwife had gone over, you know, what what she would think would cause a transfer, but mo- I mean, from talking to her and knowing, I had attended a home birth last year that ended up being a transfer, but, you know, what I've learned is often they know a, a mom is going to need to transfer very early on before it would necessarily be an emergency. Absolutely. And, you know, so, um, and that, that was the case with my friend. Um, she was transferred and, and didn't deliver until, like, the next day. So um, it was, it wasn't, like, you know, she had plenty of time to pack her bags and, you know, all that stuff. Right. Um, and so, and from talking to my midwife, you know, she explained that all her transfers have always been something that you knew early on. To avoid an emergency, to prevent one. Rather right. Rather than, now we have one, we better go. Right. And she did explain to me if there was an emergency with the baby, um, how she does, um, you know, the oxygen and the CPR and all all the things that she would have available, um, you know, that she would have on hand and she knows how to do. And, you know, so it's not like we were doing this with no tools or anything at all. Right. It's not about candles. and Right. <laughs> Although we did have candles. But <laughs> right. They can be there. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you also have oxygen tanks. You also have fetal monitors. You also right. have sutures and syringes and all the supplies that are needed were also there. Right. Midwives come prepared. Exactly. Now tell us a little bit more about her actual birth. Um, it was, it, it, I, I still get like starry-eyed talking about it because it was so wonderful. But um, my water broke. Um, 
uh, after 5 in the afternoon, and it just happened to break on its own. I really, um, it was a few days before my due date, and so I had been feeling like Rex and Hicks, and, you know, I just felt like those preparation contractions, and but I, I really didn't have any indication that they were, it was going to be imminent. And then my water broke, so I called my midwife and let her know, and she wanted me to time my contractions if I could, but at the time I really wasn't feeling much. So I tried to time what I thought I was feeling, and within the hour they were about five minutes apart. So she ended up heading on over, and uh, when she got here, you know, she doesn't check or anything. She doesn't do any vaginal checks or anything like that. So she said, she told me this later, that um, the second she walked in the door, she could smell um, the amniotic fluids. So she knew my water broke. And she also could tell just by looking at my face and listening to my breathing about how dilated I probably was. And um, I was feeling pretty great. I wasn't feeling much pressure or anything. So we um, we ate and we kind of had a little party and we watched a movie and by probably towards the end of the movie, I was starting to feel them very getting much stronger and much closer together. And so I wanted to go up to my bedroom alone and labor alone. And I had always labored in bed because in the hospital, they really keep you in the bed um, because they want the fetal monitor on you all the time. Um, and even with my third son that I tried to do, you know, as naturally as possible, they they insisted I stay in the bed because they couldn't get a good, you know, read on his fetal monitor or whatever. I had to stay still. Um, so this time, um, what felt best for me was to um, just stand in my room, and I would squat occasionally, but just standing uh, felt so good to me. And I stood by my bed pretty much the whole entire time. And there was one time that I thought I'll try getting in the bed on my left side because that's what I had always done before and and could breathe through, and I couldn't even make it through one contraction. I was back standing up, and I was so thankful that I could move around. And um, I I started getting very intense, and I remember just praying that it wasn't going to last much longer. And I soon felt the urge to push, so I called downstairs where my midwife was right at the bottom of the stairs so she could hear me. And um, they came right up, and I I, um, knew it was time to push, and I just naturally crawled over to the floor and got on all fours. That's what felt best for me. And and I was really hoping that it was time to push because I hadn't been ducked, so I had no idea. And she said it definitely was. And I pushed for eight minutes, and out came my baby. (laughs) Any point during your labor, did you question your decision to home birth? Not not once. The only time that I got out of my zone was when I called them up when I said it was time to push. Um, I It was like 10 minutes went by until I had the next contraction, and that's when I started to have a fear of, oh, my goodness, what if I'm only like three centimeters? <laughs> um, that was just like it flashed through my head. But then soon I felt that urge to push again and went over and got on all fours, and it was time. So, I mean, that... That lasted maybe a minute. That can be a natural pause when the contractions change to pushing contractions. Right. But I think the the just the fact that everything was going so wonderfully, I mean, down to, like, little details. During my labor, we were having um, severe flooding in our area and heavy rains, and I had checked my son's school website, and it said school was canceled the next day. And I was so excited that they were going to get to be home. <laughs> 
because I was still going to send them to school even though we were having the baby. So during my labor, I just kept having these happy thoughts of, oh, they don't have to go to school tomorrow. And I just felt so happy all over. And I never want, I just felt the whole entire time that we were doing the right thing. And um, and everybody was in such a good mood. There was just good, happy feelings all over. So not once did I ever question it, you know, during that day or that during the, the whole birth. And looking back over the past month with Ivy, what were the most benefits for staying at home? I loved being in my own bed. Um, you know, even just that first night, that those first few hours um, I, are something that I'll never forget. And it's not just for memory's sake, but it just it felt so wonderful. And I feel like um, Ivy's personality benefited from benefited from all of that. I mean, it was so peaceful and um, she didn't have all these lights. I mean, we didn't turn the lights on for the longest time, and we stayed dark, and we, um, you know, we were quiet, and it was so gentle. And being able to stay home with the kids was wonderful. I didn't leave the house. Um, my midwife does recommend that I stay in for two weeks and keep the baby in for two weeks. And so we did, and that was no driving, no anything. And I really feel like that was... It made such a big difference because when I had my other kids, I would come back home in two days, and then I was on go, and nobody had ever told me the importance of taking it easy and relaxing. And, um, you know, I would always get overwhelmed so quickly because I was trying to do too much, and I had never learned, um, especially, like, with the the heavy bleeding that you'll have after birth. My bleeding only lasted a few days um, because I was, you know, taking it easy and resting. and um, you know, we we did so many different things this time around, um, like how we did with her um, umbilical cord. I mean, it fell off within three days. And just there were so many things that we did this time around that made things so much easier. You know, it was just like, it was for my own peace of mind, I feel like I was just in that calm state. And um, it was wonderful. You just mentioned bleeding. I was thinking back to how you said it was so important for you to birth your own placenta. Right. And one of the main reasons you can have so much bleeding in the hospital is because doctors are impatient. They want to get you in, get you done. It can take 20 minutes for the placenta to detach. Right, and they start pushing on you. and yeah, It causes more bleeding and more recovery, but they can patch that up with a shock Exactly. You can just avoid it in the first place by letting it happen on its own. Right. Now, if you were to have another child after Ivy, would you make any different decisions next time? I don't think so. I think I would do it exactly the same. Um, a lot of people say that I might want to try a water birth, but the reason why I didn't try a water birth with this one was that I wanted it to feel like norm how I am normally in my house, and I don't normally have a tub in my bedroom. <laughs> right. And that was just my thinking. I was like, you know, I think I just could do it on my own without the water. And so... Um, but my midwife did say maybe next time I'd want to try water. So I guess that that would be more of a possibility. Um, but I feel like, well, part of me feels like this would be my last birth because I can't imagine popping that birth. <laughs> but she said, my midwife said, oh, of course you could top it. So You never quite know what's in store. So. <laughs> exactly. I just feel like if this is the one we end on, it's such an amazing uh it's a, an amazing way to... Good way to go out. Oh, definitely. Looking back on all your different experiences, and then most recently the birth of your daughter at home, 
What's the one piece of takeaway advice you'd like to share with any other women considering a home birth at the end of their pregnancy with their first child, just from that experience of having the hospital birth to the home birth? What would you say to them? I would probably say that the most important thing is to go with your heart and your gut. And if you really, really desire to have that home birth, I would try to um, put aside any fears that you might have that are the the fears that are mainly myths or that are just assumptions. Because there are so many ways in the, going the hospital route that you'll you'll get talked into doing something that might not be how you wanted to do it. And I think it's so much easier to have your ideal birth experience stolen from you by going that hospital route. And when you're at home, it's just it's just so much easier to go along and you're in your own home, so it's it's an environment that you're used to, you're comfortable comfortable with. I feel like your your body naturally progresses more quickly and um just the overall, just like I said, from the beginning to the birth, even afterwards, the hours afterwards, there's so much that you get to experience, so much more. Um, it's just like a heightened experience than, I mean, of course, if you still birth in the hospital, it's amazing. I mean, people do it every day. But the home birth, it's just something that is like, it's so hard to describe because it's a whole feeling. It's not just having a baby, but it's, you know, your mind, um, it's the bonding with your family and bonding with your baby without um, all these strangers around you and, and doing things. Or um, even, you know, even if you are able to have a natural birth in the hospital, unfortunately, there's sometimes a vibe or an attitude that a nurse or a doctor will give off because they don't approve of your decision, even though you have the right for that decision. And those type of things, especially when you're vulnerable after giving birth, can affect your mood, they can affect your attitude, and, um, you know, it's just, it's a trickle effect, I feel. Just do it all naturally in the home. It's almost like you're protected in your home from those the, those negative things of people that disagree with how you want to, to go about things. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie, for being with us today and sharing your stories with us so that other women can learn a little bit more about home birth and, and what it's really all about and, and what it's not about. Um, right, you know. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for sharing it. Take care. Give Ivy kisses for us. Oh, thank you. On the next episode of Bellies to Birthcast, join us as we talk to other mothers who chose home birth.